0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chris. Uh, This episode starts with Dan Higgs reading a personal essay slash analysis on Made, a super amazing Netflix show. If you haven't seen it, it is highly recommended by Dan Higgs. And we dive deep, deep, deep into conversation about raising kids in single-family homes and raising kids in America and what the priorities are and do we have it right? Is it upside down? How can we make it better? Mm, all kinds of questions. More questions raised than answered, as usual. <laughs> Enjoy.
1: The Activity Network. Did anybody watch Made?
0: No, haven't seen it.
1: Made is a Netflix series I walked into about two episodes in, starring Andy McDowell's daughter, the hippie girl who wanted to get down with Cliff Booth in Rick Dalton's big yellow Cadillac on the way to the Spahn Ranch. She was gorgeous. And Andy McDowell as a daughter and mother in a pretty desolate, white trash world somewhere in Washington. Margaret Qualley plays Alex a young woman with a toddler daughter. Her baby daddy has addiction issues and barely able to keep himself alive, let alone a child issues. Andy McDowell plays Alex's mom, who has addiction issues, mental health issues, and being a terrible mother issues. Her father has addiction issues, anger-violence issues, and being a terrible father issues.
0: <laughs>
1: Alex's mom left Alex's use and abusive dad some years ago. Dad has straightened himself out and has a younger, hotter lady friend now. Well, that's good. Alex's mom rides the snake of a string of irresponsible, air quotes, relationships with random bikers and gamblers and drifters, and has told Alex dozens of times how great this new guy is. Alex's family and surroundings sabotage her every move. She cleans houses to make money and is desperate to stand on her own two feet and give herself and her daughter a chance at a nice, normal, safe, predictable, quiet, enriching, and rewarding life. She consistently offers her family the opportunity to be a part of that vision and they consistently choose what they're used to over Alex and the daughter-slash-granddaughter they profess to care about so much. Alex is tripping over herself at all times, filling out forms, looking for a place to live that will take the rent version of food stamps and getting doors slammed in her face when she's not loving and caring for Maddie, her daughter, or cleaning houses. Alex journals. She writes about all the affluent homes she cleans and what she experiences in them, and they shape her perceptions and goals for herself and Maddie. She got accepted to a prestigious writing program at Montana State, but toddler daughter and loser family, so she had to pass it up. (gasps) Made is a very complete experience, with tremendous writing and acting for the most part. Alex's efforts are crushed so many times in so many gut-wrenching ways that you can make a bunch of excuses for, and her family always does. And she always has to get up, dust herself off, and dig herself and Maddie out of an even deeper hole. She deals with overwhelming contempt for her situation. And every one of these guttings she endures deepens her resolve and elucidates just what's wrong and what's right in this world. She's so ashamed of her safety net and constantly having to get on public aid and go to the women's shelter while she keeps pushing her boulder of responsibility up Mount Doomed Life. The daily tire fire is deftly presented so you can always relate to why this chaos envelops her and how it's not anyone's fault in particular. But eventually, even elite excuses aren't good enough anymore. As a viewer, you can sympathize with everyone's use and abuse and the inevitable destructive hijinks. Or you can get fucking mad and say, You've all caused caused Alex enough PTSD, so fuck off and stop ruining this young woman's life. What did she ever do to you? Maybe the safety net is an appropriate place to start. Alex is highly dependent on the system. She doesn't want to be, and doesn't try to game it, but it's the only way she can survive without Baby Daddy, who not only doesn't contribute, he usually unwittingly, but sometimes wittingly, works against her. Maid is a 10-episode tribute to the virtues of discipline, accountability, personal growth, Love, some of the highest aspirations of a life well-lived. A tribute to family, the ultimate safety net. Alex has access to the system, and she applies for every kind of aid she can get. But what we see in her interactions with the system is that it is a dehumanizing, bureaucratic quagmire of paperwork and waiting periods. And when help finally comes... It's crumbs. Not enough to make much more than a small dent in her desperate life. And there is always a hard cap on how much money she can make by working. Work too many hours? Make too much money? Lose your benefits. A fiendishly punitive wood maze with a steel marble game that she has to play every hour of every day and with every decision she makes as she tries to keep her head above water. If she had a low-functioning but functioning family structure, she could escape the hamster wheel of assistance and benefits. In our marriage and murder episodes, we touched on this concept, that the original premise of marriage was a civil institution and the foundation of family structure intended to see it, see to it that people were taken care of to ensure that as few people as possible at any given time were on the dole because the idea of a safety net as we know it today was a fantasy. To be so completely alone and so desperate that you have to rely on the charitable institutions of days of yore, well, I think we all beg the ghost of Christmas past to cover those shivering, dirty children back up with his robe. The fact that a sturdy family structure is the ultimate safety net endures. It might not be exactly how you want it. Your favorite food might not always be on the menu. You might get tisked and tutted sometimes. You might have to work and contribute to the extent that you can, but you'll have a roof over your head and you won't starve. And there's way less overhead and paperwork than there is with any government program. We also touched on the fact that the clergy got their hooks into this institution and put their own stank on it which is always unfortunate. But how else could it go back in medieval times when some of our most enduring human habits and customs were born? Viewed through a medieval lens, it's not a great leap to understand why a child born out of wedlock was so frowned upon. Incredibly, this lens is still with us in some circles. We can scoff at it in 2021, but think about how powerful these facts of life were that remnants of these belief systems endure. Wiring that deep can't be updated in a generation or two. And Alex is confronted with these concepts every day. Alex is tough. She has to be. She tells the truth and does the right thing, even when it makes her life harder. She takes some pretty big risks in her effort to break the cycle she finds herself in. It may seem cliche, but it ends up being true. A child makes you do things you didn't think you could, you could do. A child makes you want to do right and make a good life. A child doesn't always come into your life in the manner you'd like it to, when it's convenient and you're ready. It just happens. And as soon as it happens, you're different forever, and there are no excuses. You have to keep a child safe with shelter and food, and if there are people in your life who are a negative influence or worse, They've got to go, period. Even if they are your blood relation. One surprising aspect of MAID is the treatment of addiction as a disease. As cited above, Alex's dad, in big air quotes, was usive and abusive to her mom, which, let's face it, is usive and abusive to everyone in the house, or trailer, or car. At a point in the show, her dad pleads with her to stay with baby daddy because he needs you right now to support him because addiction is a disease and he's recovering. Never mind how abusive and unpredictable and dangerous of a guy he is, she should stay with him because he needs her. Alex asks dad to consider what she and Maddie need. She confronts his past. He repeats the mantra that addiction is a disease and that he doesn't remember what he did in those days. Alex remembers all of it and has nightmares. Alex is scarred forever by him and his actions. Alex finds herself protecting her daughter from baby daddy and his ways that are direct flashbacks to her own childhood of hiding in cupboards and running off when things got ugly. At a crucial juncture of the narrative arc, she asks her dad to support her in this, w- this one time because he's never done anything for her and she's just asking for this one favor and he can't do it. He takes the side of baby daddy and that's that. Alex is done with him. I guess we don't have anything else to talk about and she's gone. I was pumping my fist and chanting her name. Fuck that guy. Made was a great show, consistently forcing me to ask, what would I do? Or, could I humble myself that much? Or, could I work that hard? It is an unblinking view at a brutal life on the other side of the tracks, where things don't just work out right before the credits roll. Decisions matter, and Alex's mistakes have doomed her. But sweet little Maddie keeps her focused and helps her realize what matters above all else. She just keeps grinding every day. Not only to survive, but also to be a good example to her little girl. And that's the only way you overcome your mistakes and make anything of yourself. It's true for all of us, whether you're barely 20 and got knocked up by an alcoholic loser and have a kid, or things have turned out better for you so far. You keep fucking going. It's a reminder of how fast things can go wrong if you're not careful and if you make some poor decisions. So you should count your blessings every fucking day if your life is even bearable, let alone good. It's also a reminder that family and love are everything. You can handle a lot of adversity if you have good framework and love under you. And that framework and love take a lot to build and maintain. All of us are just a drunk driver, or a diagnosis, or a phone call away from tragedy, or hardship, or chaos. Appreciate what you have.
2: Beautiful, dude. Beautiful. It was I'm a very, a it was a it. very good primer for the show, and, and your passion for it, and the the uh, the depiction of the characters, and the complicated nature of like the toll that it. Addiction takes on a family, and uh, and how you, you're trying to be empathetic to the people that are suffering from addiction, but really look at this innocent child, mm-hmm. and and how children sort of steer once they arrive. That was beautifully said. Like maybe planned, maybe not planned, but it just happens at some point, and then all of a sudden they're the priority. And your excuses don't, you know they don't hold water or like mm-hmm. they're not going to satisfy if you're going to provide a, make, a, make a negative impression on her. She's innocent. Mm-hmm. We've got another chance here. We have to do better. I insist mm-hmm. that we do actually. Breaking that cycle, that kind of thing, the courage, not only to work a shitty job and get up and do all of that and be demeaned by the, dehumanized by the work and whatever else, but like have the obstacles thrown up against you by the people who are supposed to love you and they're so confused in their own shit that they think they're loving you mm-hmm. in the way that they're sabotaging you as long as they just like say it
1: yeah but, and oh by the way i love you you know like yeah right right um
0: i was thinking a lot about uh my own position as uh recently divorced mm-hmm primarily stay-at-home parent Mm -hmm. who has great family support and i'm thinking about someone like her and all of the momentum in her life is carrying her backwards Mm. just like with a great current it's like a tide yeah
2: she's like she's caught in a tide is Mm -hmm. the way it felt because
0: when you have a child and you don't necessarily trust your family to take care of them I was just doing the math that the in-home daycare that we used for one child before they hit elementary school, where school is free in America, great fucking perk. But before that, it was $45 Mm -hmm. a day. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And if you multiply that, or if you're making $17 an hour, which is above minimum wage in Wisconsin... Above minimum wage in California, which I think is now $15 an hour, and $17 an hour means roughly $136 a day. You subtract $45 for one child. Mm-hmm. That leaves you with roughly $90 a day to work with on income, which is 1800 a month. Is that right? $90 a day times gonna- 10 times 2 mm-hmm. if you're working a 40-hour week. Mm-hmm. My rent is $1850. So it's fifty dollars more to just pay rent than what I could earn as like a special education assistant in a school, which requires a high school degree. So if you don't have a bachelor's degree, which I don't I'm assuming she didn't.
1: No, no, she she uh
0: just the cost she, she of she was child just finishing care. high
1: school and she got this scholarship to go to mm-hmm. Montana State, but then
0: And in Madison, even that dream was
2: crushed because she got pregnant and her family couldn't even
0: the assisted like income dependent apartments right down the road here are twelve hundred dollars a month. Wow. For you can't earn over a certain amount to even get Mm. in, which still, if you're earning like under twenty dollars an hour and you have a child that you have to pay someone to take care of them. Unless she's going to strap that baby on her back when she cleans houses, Mm -hmm. is that what she did?
2: Uh, Sounds like she would have if that's what had been needed. I'm sure it happens. Yeah, it's it's been a little bit
1: since we watched it.
2: I actually accompanied my mom to cleaning jobs when she was a kid. When when I was a kid, yeah, there was a period there where you know the farm crisis was happening in the 80s. This is a weird Mm. tangent. I'll try not to make it long, but just no, it speaks to the same issue. She's hardworking. She had. A nursing degree and that was it and i wasn't about to go back and commit to full-time nursing because you know then who was going to watch us but she could do this thing she could clean and the and just set the kid in the corner and then the kid would get curious and wander into a room full of kiss posters and have nightmares for the rest of his life because <laughs> he doesn't oh, understand what kiss guy. is he doesn't know what kiss <laughs> is, and okay. it looks like demons from hell yeah mm-hmm. So
0: so I think part of what I was reading or hearing you when you were reading is that the system, the larger system, is supposed to be there to support, but a lot of times it just contributes to continued failure mm-hmm. because it's just not quite enough to provide the kind of support that a family And can. it's inefficient,
2: the, the way that you detailed bureaucracy and mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. like... Oh, you the, know, the amount it's of almost forms like that yeah. she has to fill out, and
1: then you have to wait while it gets mm-hmm. reviewed. And then when it finally does come back, it's hardly anything anyway. And if you make too much money, it, dry, it dries it up. Dry, you it's don't get any help. That
0: gap between you make less than what it takes to actually support yourself, but you make more than what you would need to in order to get support. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge gap there of this middle ground where you're kind of fucked because yeah. you're making too much and yet you don't have enough to support yourself. You don't have enough
1: either way. It
0: uh, What did you come away with this now, having like And
1: the system, the yeah. system is not invested in you. Right. You know, you the family having the framework of family, the, the people are presumably, except for her family, invested in you. They yeah. care. Right when you're when you're appealing to the system, it, it's just another stack of papers, yeah. Just a case number, and you know, you
2: know and you have to there measure. There might be this. a degree of compassion there, but it's it's you, just a job to them. You, you mm-hmm. have to you have to measure this against what we know about the wage disparity and the wage gap that exists, mm. you know, in corporations in our country. Like some guy is being paid excessive excess for whatever might have landed him in that in that position and you have someone else who's fucking cline for just yeah she's not survival. even in a place
1: to make a decent wage let alone like worry that someone's you know where someone a guy might be making more than her it's like she's so far down the ladder yeah i hear what you're saying i hear i hear what you're saying
2: but I think it's she's
1: weird that we so have to far down, that
2: we have to turn to entertainment to get a little insight mm. into what it means to mm. struggle. True, true. So, and
1: I got a, it. It uh, it really did a number on me. Uh, Lori found another outstanding show. She's just she's on a roll. Always finds the good shows.
0: keeper.
1: <laughs> uh, I, you know, you know some of my. Uh, tendencies when i used to be a politically active person uh pretty you know pretty libertarian right winger kind of guy Mm -hmm. uh in my you know fiscal politics i suppose pretty uh pretty blue tie when it comes to the you know drug use and abortion and stuff like that it's 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 up to everybody
0: keep your hands on gay marriage all that stuff Mm -hmm. like
1: so what is that uh 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 Fiscally conservative, socially liberal—like that's an easy mark for me. Okay, so I—I'm sitting down and phasing into this show a little bit, and as I'm watching stuff unfold, I'm going, "Ah, oh, here we go, tugging at the heartstrings." It's everybody else's fault, and uh, and giving—it's—it's its the the the
2: felt like you were being manipulated
1: a, a little bit i felt at first like i was being manipulated like i'm just supposed to sit here and feel bad for these people because they can't get out of their own way and you know and then how it affects alex yeah. you know that this this screwed up family she's a victim keeps dragging her down and i was like and all of my instincts inside were like yeah 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 Everybody's got their fucking excuses. Yep. But you have to break that fucking cycle. And after a f- but episode by episode, it's I I was I just made a shake my eyes open face there. Like I'm like, "Oh my god. That is what this show is saying. This show is not making a bunch of excuses that well, it's just too bad because addiction and well, it's just too bad because it's not your fault. That's not what it did at all. It showed this young woman rise up out of that. It showed her reject the people uh, who were who were working against her. Mm-hmm. She gave them dozens and dozens and dozens of chances to be like, "This is what I need from you if you're going to be in my life." Yep. And she gave the she gave that chance to everybody. Her dad, baby daddy, mom, mm-hmm. uh, and they all they all couldn't give up the liquor. Or the pipe, or whatever. Their ways, and it so that's be trusted at the end of the day. That's what that. That's what the show. That's where I thought, Jesus, I might have to write about this show, huh. and I'm going to have to talk about this on the pod because that's good. It's man. it's making a always listen to that instinct. It's making a statement here, and it's that's kind of rare in our broader entertainment culture. I think. I think you can find any number of shows. That will treat the disease of addiction almost as a sacred honor. That Mm. you can't, well, you can't criticize anybody if they have an addiction. You can't criticize them because it's a disease. Yeah. And this show was like, yeah, but when they've had a hundred chances and you try to help them and they still don't, you got to tell them to fuck off, and you've got to put them out of your life. It,
2: it totally a buzz term. That I'm gonna to have to see if it applies. I'm sorry yeah. to use it, even, but like, think about entertainment as instruction. A little bit And it sounds like to me like a lesson that this show is imparting. A little bit is how to set boundaries mm-hmm. with people that are unhealthy. Yeah, and like really? even if it's your own family. Absolutely. And when that child came along, how it changed everything. Like, all right, right? you can you can mistreat me as much as you want. You've already done so much damage like I can take it but not not her you know I gotta draw the line yeah and setting those kind of boundaries is what the lesson was not should we forgive people who can get their shit together and handle their addictions or this or that or the other like that mess is just not gonna solve itself there's no answer to that Mm -hmm. a lot of times but what some people can do at least is recognize All right, you can't You can't, I can't be too close to you because Mm -hmm. you're toxic. Mm -hmm.
0: This reminds me of what Myron, the shaman, talked Mm. to me about once ancestral healing. That um, it's shamanic work, I guess, uses those words in different ways, but I had always heard ancestral healing as a way of turning back to the people who raised you, to the people behind them, to the people behind them and the people behind them, and turning your attention to healing family issues backwards through time. And Myron, the shaman, who I love and who lives here in town. Which
1: in doing so will help you.
0: Right. It will help you and understand everyone who comes after you. What
2: are our chances and of getting Myron on pod at some point? He probably by the way.
0: would. He probably would. Um, he's like, no, 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 no. Ancestral healing is you setting boundaries, putting all of these issues you don't want on a golden platter and handing them back to the family from which you came to say, I am not carrying your burdens and your patterns and creating a new pattern moving forward of being in healthy relationships, taking care of your child the way they should be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Being able to cut toxic people out of your life. And that's the real healing. You embody it Mm -hmm. by saying no to the people who are dragging you down.
2: It sounds like what's... It's not easy, which is why it's
0: amazing she did it.
2: Yeah. That's why she's a hero of the story Mm -hmm. in sorts. But it's fucking gritty and it sounds like it's dark and it's unflinching and it doesn't mm. make her journey look glamorous at any And point. you're right. Like no.
0: normally the storyline would be There's... somehow she like for instance in um the one
2: Yeah, go
1: go go R- writers room. Here we go.
0: Do you know that Netflix show uh Shameless?
1: Oh, and by the way, Maid was on Netflix. And Shameless is a Showtime product. The guy from Fargo's on, on Shameless. I haven't seen William that H much, Macy. Yeah. William
0: H Macy and the girl who Oh gosh, she's she was in a musical, she was in a bunch of different stuff. We just
1: watched the end of that. We we wrapped it up.
0: So the lesson kind in of that out of obligation. is they keep forgiving the addict. They keep forgiving his despicable behavior. They go find him when he's in the gutter. They cover for him. They arrange their whole family to make sure he stays alive and stays out of jail. And It's sort of the opposite mm storyline of what you're describing. That's a great
1: pull because we sat through Shameless, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, We thought that was a pretty good show at first. And then like a lot of shows, it's just like, all right, eight seasons, nine seasons, like, let's wrap this up. And we did just wrap it up. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of whatever. Um, And yeah, I would add to that. uh,
2: What made it great at the beginning, though?
1: Well. um, And how does it
2: relate? The. Shameless and an addict
1: you're it's a it's a it's the poor south side of chicago hard scrabble uh they're
0: scrappy and they're creative and how they're scrappy and yeah there's humor and
1: and there is a degree now john
0: cusack is in it
1: some characters oh that oh my god that's way back yeah Mm -hmm. um seasons ago oh my god um (laughs) there are there is what you're saying Mm-hmm. There's fishing Frank out of the gutter over and family over, sticks together. Sort of covering for him,
0: family sticks together. Yeah,
1: which is an admirable theme in a show like the Bundys. Like you can, you can walk away from it and be like, well, they're all fucked up, but uh, but they love each other, and it's it's all about family. Mm-hmm. Credits, um, but people do over the course of Shameless, some people get out of it, and okay. every everyone to their own sort of ability or level of commitment does make changes if you make it to the end of that
0: show okay
2: i think arrested development probably belongs in this conversation (laughs) to some degree too doesn't it does
0: anyone grow in arrested development i
2: don't know but the the con the complications of just family and trying to cover for people being fucking crazy you know is everywhere in there the dad's in prison but he's still running (laughs) the
1: show and right and they fall for his shit over and over again and yeah. Every there good would... thing he seems to be doing is really just a ploy to like, <laughs> hide money or
0: if make had, someone else
2: take the rap or whatever. If
0: people had healthy boundaries and arrested development, there'd be no show at all. There'd right. still be the
2: thespian brother-in-law that marries into the family. That's just uh, one of the weirdest Baby characters. Yes. Yeah, so Tobias like... <laughs> Futge.
0: <laughs> oh.
2: oh. oh. Thank them for just giving me that character. You know? <laughs> I didn't watch a lot of it, but yeah. Just Michael Sarah, you know, got to start, if I'm not wrong, oh. on that show. And I love Michael Sarah. I think he's hilarious.
1: Yeah, everybody's a killer on that yeah. show.
2: Yeah. Hey, now.
0: Jason
1: is- Bateman,
2: uh, Lego Batman, like
1: everybody is. Uh, Will Arnett, yeah. yeah everybody's it's the great.
0: opposite of the lesson that you were talking about, though. What show says. Fuck the people who are struggling in your life. Save yourself.
2: But that's like a and modern... Kid. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good modern message to be sending. I do too. It's evolved in a it, way. It, you know, it's, like, I'm telling
1: you, it shocked me. When, what, this trick that it did to me where uh, I was like... I, it had... The Shameless, that is a perfect pull. It had that sort of... T- that's what I thought I was getting into here. Uh, was like, oh, we're just going to keep making excuses and... and uh, Hilarity ensues and so on But this show It was never funny There's nothing funny about it It was very Unflinching Very gritty Wow Um, One thing it did too sometimes Is it would put like a little Ticker Of how much money she had
0: Oh wow
1: To her name Like in the world And some Misfortune would happen Like a parking ticket And it would drain her money down To single digits Oh my god And then it's time to try to feed Feed them what you know, do you do? Or the car breaks down, or it,
2: they need gas. Yeah,
0: or,
1: and it it was so brutal. brutal. It was brutal on the senses. It God. was really brutal to watch. And Nothing uh,
2: like seeing the value of your life, oh, you know, yeah. in such stark, yeah, you know, menial terms, mm-hmm. and just like a testimony to her spirit that like I'm not the sum of that. And I'm, this is, that's temporary and that can change and I'm going to do something about it, which I mean, the depression, I can only imagine, I don't know how explicitly that was or wasn't addressed in the show, but like that attends all of that addiction and that you can imagine the vibe in the home, in the place that she was in was fucking low. Yeah. So how do you rise above? How do you rise out of? It's a, it's a feat, man. It's a feat.
1: Alex was a lonely, it's a lonely life, hmm. slugging it out like that. And she she got some help, you know, at times, um, but never, like, put a hand out for anything. Never. Uh, but, man, now, you know, the more I'm thinking about it, it, it brings, there's all kinds of themes in it. Um,
0: Can I ask where she was living?
1: Well, um, for a time, she was living in a trailer, like, out in the woods, with baby daddy. Okay. Who was like trying to make a go of it, trying to get his life together. But then like.
2: And also doing math.
1: Well, he'd been clean for a period of time. So he was like a bartender. Uh, his So he was primarily a bartender. And then like when he kind of crashed at that, he uh, tried to get sober. Mm-hmm. And got a job like on a construction site. I think Alex's dad was like some kind of construction worker. Got him a, a you know, a, a toehold, a, a, a crack, cracked the door a little bit for him to get an opportunity to get a real, you know, a day job. And uh, he's trying to keep it together, but then one day he comes home and he's got a six-pack in his hand and you're just like, you don't need music or anything. Like, it's this is going bad. Yeah. This is going to get really ugly. And uh, yeah, no surprise, He's he spirals down. You know, it's hard for And it know. gets scarier and scarier mm. for her mm. because she's so... And then he starts acting. Uh, so when I said he unwittingly, but sometimes wittingly works against her, he, uh, you know, spoiler alert, the show's been out for a long time, but mm-hmm. uh, when he... She, she's terrified of him now that he's you know ever Raging. Since, when he brings that six pack home we all know yeah and uh he, he can tell that she's doing the math and he gets rid of her vehicle
0: uh. and
1: all the blood just drains out of you Hmm.
2: she gets that, ri- he gets rid of her vehicle what does that mean
1: that she can't get anywhere she lives in the this trailer I mean he gets rid of woods. it he takes
2: the keys or something or
1: he it's whatever. kind of a complicated story. All right, whatever. He she has it, no means. He gives it back to the person it came from, and she says, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah. And he's like, "Well, you don't need that. Some I'll take care of you." Manipulative. But the the you're trapped. Reality is, as the credits roll, it's like he has imprisoned me here, mm-hmm. and so her hold just gets deeper and deeper, and she has to get is a y- and stronger and Ooh. more. Opportunistic. Oh my God! To grab on something to get out of this. This is where resourceful yeah, yeah, mother man. is a yeah.
2: necessity of invention. You see her, yeah, navigate yeah. by just. But but it's interesting how much dignity this character seems to have, and that you Incredible. talk about how yeah reluctant she is to take the help that is offered to get her hopefully to mm-hmm. you know some sort of independent means. But the the hill to independent means is an inheritance for so many of us that it's what I like to hear about this, Dan, just kudos also, by the way, mm. again, for crafting something well and thoughtful. And Oh, thanks. Yeah, it just, really it nice. just stuck with, I really couldn't, nice. I almost had to, it just really stuck nice. with me so much. I just, but, but yeah. I have thought in the past, sometimes when we've argued over points of social justice and this, that or the mm. other, and, I'm making excuses, perhaps, and you're saying, "Where did the excuses end?" Or you know, kind of how <laughs> yeah. how we how we balance each other over the years, conservative liberal wise. We've, we've sparred a little bit, sure. We absolutely but have. Yeah, I mean, the way you do with any well, it's a it's a, almost like a family tie again. Like people fucking dread Thanksgiving a lot of times because oh shit, there's mm-hmm. that uncle in the corner, yep. uncle so and so, going to say some crazy shit, and I'm going to have to be like, "What, dude? What?" Now, it's not that extreme between us, but there have been times where we've been at these kind of odds, and I've thought, a bit. Dan lacks empathy. And I lack probably uh, just a grasp of reality on some sense, like I'm a little too idealistic. And between us, somewhere is the truth, maybe.
1: Very, very true. It's very true.
2: We have argued
1: like that. Yeah. So, little, so to hear
2: you... Sort of being made empathetic Mm. in a way, but the show then ultimately delivering on what's in your wheelhouse, which is kind of pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Yes. But it feels like what this show is showing you is like, well, it ain't so easy to pull yourself up in the fucking bootstraps.
1: Yes. And that's not just a uh, blanket platitude that's going to help everybody. You got to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. That's said
2: by people who've never had the abusive, alcoholic, crazy dad, life, poverty, welfare stamps, negative momentum, all of that kind of stuff that if you haven't lived it or if you haven't really opened yourself up to imaginably, even empathetically, what's that like? Mm-hmm. Then you get judgmental. Yeah. I also feel like a
0: lot, this is like a not an unusual story of women someone gets pregnant dad isn't makes you think about these
2: reproductive laws and things that are being threatened right now too because these are the implications right these are the decisions that are going to have to be made on the other end of that
0: collectively poor women are saying so what yeah this has been the story for hundreds of years like good job netflix way to catch up
1: true Right. Very, very different experience for but me. But that, that voice, Middle-aged is being dude heard it <laughs> with my wife and my house. It's great. You know? I mean,
0: I'm celebrating it. It's fantastic. I'm just hearing the collective, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> below poverty level
2: choir. screams of
0: women. No, yeah. yeah Squire saying, yeah, good job. So what? <laughs> n-
2: and now, you know, maybe you guys will watch this. Um, oh, I have to now. There's no doubt about it. I was scintillating, yeah. Dan. And, and I,
1: it, it, uh, it rope a doped me. But
2: it sounds also like, You know what? You get two hours of sunlight a day. It's fucking bone chilling cold. You're in the teeth of winter. Watch somebody struggle. Cause that's the kind of entertainment you need now to lift you out of the hot, the winter doldrums. It's not light. Did man. I tell you that we're watching Alone now? How did you know that? Did you- <laughs> Are you? Is it deep? Does your taste reflect the season? And like, all right, it's dark. Um, let's go fucking bleak. No, it's just coincidence. I maybe Laurie we should watch on Alone
1: the- and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> we love it.
0: Lori brings it in alone.
1: Your uh, survivalist types who do this like for a hobby and a lifestyle, they get dumped in the Yukon. They have like a five-mile radius that they live in, and they have to just survive. And whoever can make it the longest wins the show. So it's like you, just out of the air, you just pulled out like,
2: yeah, bleak, bleak survivalist man against yeah. We should rewatch the Revenant. It's like and the do a, Revenant. We should do a uh, conversation re- on the Revenant, like Apocalypto. I think maybe. It's a... Because it's... It's the remnant as a Equally show. fucking... But we're
1: getting away from the mate. We're getting away from the main a little bit. Yeah. Um, it took, to what, I guess... Uh, Tom Hardy scalped well, comb over. To what both of you are saying. You know, first, you know, our sparring in the past. Yeah. And that's where I'd say, this show did a great rope on me. That I was... That I, you know, I came in with my preconceived notions and was like, oh, here we go. Gonna tug at my heartstrings. Your libertarian more. agenda. And if, but a few episodes in it, it totally got me. And you were rooting for the it. The heroine uh, is doing just that and the whole, the bootstraps concept. And yeah, but when showed, you
2: it sounds like what you saw was even when people are trying to pull themselves up from the, their own, with their own yes, bootstraps, yes. they're getting fucking punished for it.
1: Yeah. And that's true too. That's, you see that in Shameless too sometimes is like anytime somebody tries to better themselves. Everybody else is like, oh, you think you're better than me? And all this shit. Like, but that is a mindset. You have to Chris to Rock, break you, that mindset.
2: You can't help it, but think of Chris Rock's comedy yeah. special. Is immortal, in my opinion. Comedy yeah. special bring the pain when someone gets their masters and they're like, what, you my fucking master now? Yeah, yeah. You know, they come back and, and you the, can't.
1: It happens to her, too. Like, as she's trying, everybody else that's just swigging out of a bottle is like, oh, you think you're trying to get out of here? You think you're better than us? And, uh, it did, uh, so the, so like the pull yourself up by the bootstraps comma made shows you what it takes, how hard you have, it's, it's inconceivable how hard you have
2: to to work to pull yourself
1: out of a situation like this. You know, uh,
2: when you add, when you throw a baby into the mix too, Mm. The other thing that makes that so much deeper mm. is that you don't necessarily need fantastic wealth to be a good parent. Oh, haven't? No. no. We, but. we've We've all certainly learned that. <laughs> right, right. But, I mean, people who do have, like, nannies and help, and mm-hmm. if you've ever been privy to that side of life, I haven't seen it a lot, but I've seen it a little bit and you think well they're just doing what they need to do to survive you know people who have these demanding careers a lot of times but want to be family people have mm-hmm. to employ other people to do a lot of the work of of the, raising
1: the low skilled the unskilled labor yeah that is the daily battle of Keeping their asses being a mother white.
2: to a Keeping them fed, all of that kind of critical stuff. But now, can only we that.
1: mansplain that to you a little bit? That, is this a good time for that? <laughs> I think it would be
2: good. Let's break it down for her, Dan. Yeah. I um, think, well, see, and Chris, here's what you're looking at.
0: I like, I think about two things in terms of her being the hero. Because generally you would think hero, Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis. Uh, so I like that she's the hero of the story. And that's really exciting that that's happening. And then I also think I'm, Being a hero to me for my parenting experience was I wanted to stay with my kids for the first two or three years, mostly at home, no matter the financial cost to us. And like being there for your children isn't necessarily an option if you're not married and you don't have a family. So it's sort of like the, the, the wheels and gears of society pulls moms or parents, mm-hmm. dads, the primary caretaker, away from their own children so that survival is possible.
1: If you're not careful, Mary Higgs is going to come swaggering in here <laughs> slowly, slowly.
0: congratulations slowly. on Deliberately,
2: she's going to sign her name impeccably
1: <laughs> on our notebooks. When she puts down her cane and gets out her pen, she will sign in.
0: But there's a cost there because to me, the moms and dads who stay at home with their kids are heroes. They're going against the current of society, against financial gain to say, I'm going to be there for my children Mm -hmm. while they're not school age, while they really, really need me. But
2: you're also a privileged class in the eyes of a lot of other people who would like to be with their kids. And Mm -hmm. they think, oh... Well, you're just not ready to deal with the real world yet. It's nice that you get to go to the park with your kids. Must be rough.
0: Well, I mean, we ended up how much in debt? $50,000. And then you tell those people, fuck you. (laughs) Every year of taking care of my kids was more and more debt. And we lived with my mom for two years. And like, there were, Mm. we made some adjustments and sacrifices and came out of it not financially great. And yet, I still feel like it was a cost that was worth it.
1: And you, you, I'm a hero,
0: y'all. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm just trying to say, did you say y'all? The way that society is set up,
1: yes, there
0: are all kinds of heroes that are doing their best for their children, whatever that looks like, whether it's work and try to find a place for your kid to go while you work and cut off family ties that are harming you and all that or for some for some people it means I'm gonna be there for my kids even if it means I have to take welfare and you know what I mean food stamps and and I don't care if society frowns upon me those people can be heroes too because they want to be there to provide and Mm -hmm. like be the boob for the first two years and be like at the ready for breastfeeding. Or I was whatever. a
2: dad, but I never felt like I was able to provide the boob.
0: You weren't very good at providing the boob. I Breast mean, there was, so was there was so much
2: what hair. so much hair around strength. it, and it was like <laughs> not great for my. You yeah, have
1: all your strengths.
2: A nice rack is not one of them. It's not. It's not. You know. And I will say this when I reflect back on those your times. memory glands kind of suck. Is like the romance it's it's hard to keep the romance in a relationship alive when you see your partner milking themselves <laughs> well unless that's uh, your thing uh, uh, well unless you're into that but that. yeah just to see why so are you saying you never <laughs> said you're a hero <laughs> when
0: you saw someone hooked up being milked milking by themselves a machine?
2: in between you know lectures or whatever and then you taking that just liquid gold as it yeah. was described to you like this Is precious, and you, and it's giving your your developing, you know, fetus, vulnerable child, and antibodies, and all of the things that they need to, you know, to continue to grow. Did you guys have
1: like a fridge freezer full of breast milk?
2: Of course, yeah, yeah.
0: But it is exciting that this sounds so cliche, but that this story is being told in this way.
1: I feel the same way.
0: Yeah. It is exciting. It's, it, it, uh, it had, it, it, you were hooked.
1: It rope doped me. Yeah. And, uh, I don't want to spoil it too much because I really, you guys, I mean, it's a no brainer that you guys like will it's enjoy It's deep this. enough
2: and the performances are good enough that it's almost spoiler proof. One of the things that's, that's surprising and to me. It's almost is- without flaw.
1: Woo! You know, if you watch, I saw, I missed like the first two and saw three through 10 or whatever. And, uh, it's almost without flaw.
0: Did they leave any clue as to where she would end up in the maid was she on an upward trajectory where she could oh that's the
1: part i can't spoil where can't, she could
0: eventually be the the kind person who has money but is still tipping her maid because she understands where they're coming from Where
2: chris wants to see this resolve <laughs> I, uh, of she's, course. Writing, she's writing season
0: two, of, course, right? of course that's
1: the part i'm not gonna she becomes oprah you know
0: right I, that's why i don't want to spoil <laughs> that's right.
1: This. Because it's worth your time. Okay. It's it's worth diving into.
0: Oh, and then some of the stuff I already talked about, like making a good life for your child actually sometimes means being there for them rather than Mm -hmm. leaving so someone else can take care of them. Choosing something different than what is holding you back can also apply internally. Like making excuses of, oh, well, I can't because... XYZ. I can't because XYZ. I can't go to work because I need to take care of my mom who is an alcoholic. I can't do this because I need to take care of my sister. I can't who... invest in
2: myself because someone else needs me more and they can't get their shit together. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that reflects also not for this character that you're talking about, but for many of us making excuses of like, well, I can't go back to school because I'm I'm too old. I I have kids. I. You know, whatever it is, the excuses we give ourselves to not forge ahead.
2: Reason, reason, reason. Reason, reason,
0: reason, 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 reason. Right. Which I'm in the midst of myself of extracting reasons.
2: No, but it was a good phrase, though. I liked it. Yeah,
0: it is. And I feel it. I resonate with it for sure. Let's use Oprah terminology. I resonate with that because I'm in it. And I've been at home for good reasons, and now, what are my good reasons for, I am privileged, I have a college degree, and I have family support. So now that my kids are school age, okay.
1: You think you're better than me?
0: <laughs> so what are the reasons? Reason, 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 reason. Doesn't really matter what they are. I'm mm-hmm. going to have to make a living. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I feel like I need to watch this just to be, to be inspired. And when
1: things are important enough, you 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 do it. The reasons fall away, mm-hmm. and you mar- you take those painful s- trudging steps. But when and you're you paying a price, going.
2: but when you're paying a price, I haven't seen it. But this mm-hmm. is part of what I find intriguing too. Is like, I think we've touched upon this a little bit before. About now, this will seem like a stretch, but follow me here. Why the original Star Wars are so much greater than the later ones is, a stretch. is because George Lucas didn't have unlimited budget on the first one and he had to be resourceful and super fucking creative mm-hmm. in order to achieve his vision. I think I get it. Right. And you're saying, you know, so Lucas, even though he was in a privileged position to be able to make that film, there was still resistance. And I, there
1: was a lot of Reason, reason, reasons that it couldn't work.
2: That's exactly right. Reasons. So every reason, single reasons day, why no one's ever seen something like this on the movies before, and it can't be done. So every on this single budget day, or whatever else, but or can it? You know, and the grit and the sort of ingenuity. I don't necessarily love the expression that mother is the uh, mother is the invention, or invention is the mother of necessity. necessity is the mother of invention. Thank you, Dan. Jeez. If necessity is the mother of invention, then frustration must be the motherfucking father. <laughs> that's all I got. On Whoa, is that th- that's a, that's original? But that's got to be on a t-shirt. That's all it's got.
0: Henry Ford had that same thing. Did you know that my uh, great grandfather was neighbors with Henry Ford? This Anyways, isn't the
1: Packer chairman guy.
0: No, my great grandfather. Oh right, right though. Right, right, right. right. Henry right, Ford right, right, right. also people his engineers would say, "Well, we can't do that." Mm. He's like, "Well, keep trying until you can." And then like, Henry well that's Fo- impossible. You can't do that. And well, then Henry
1: Ford said, You must be Jews. Uh, get out of my factory.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, he never took no for an answer and his he never had or worse than that effect. He never had reasons why you couldn't do something. He was like, I don't care. Didn't I don't want to hear it. Don't even uh, want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and but I think That's a different podcast, But I think though. running up against that. What a resistance, bad guy he was. That friction. But that friction though is the thing that motivates the resourcefulness it's like oh you're telling me this can't happen all right i'm desperate i need to find any way that i can make this happen you are literally falling to... out of
0: the plane now yeah. how are you going to weave a parachute together with your own hair like you, you have something <laughs> yeah, or you, have, you need the parachute what are you gonna yeah, do and if you don't have
2: that like that's one of the beautiful things Here's a tangent. I'll try not to get too windy about it. But that was one of the things that made the Ray Charles biopic so beautiful. It's like there's a guy who was blind and has said one of the reasons he chose music and was into music or was grateful for music is because he wouldn't have to do fucking menial work. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't just satisfy himself with the excuse of, oh, I'm disabled. I'm limited. I can only do X, Y and Z. no, no. Not enough for Ray. Ray said, I'm going to fucking master something that I can do, but still being blind mm-hmm. and live my best life. Wow. Did you take this story? Uh, in addition to being black and blind yeah. and, you know, yeah.
0: From the maid, from that sort of character and like grit of these heroes that we're talking about, when you watched this show, mm. did you feel not only empathy and you know, like your Grinch-sized heart growing <laughs> two sides. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's... No, and feeling yourself... All fair. Growing this empathy that really hadn't, like, taken root yet of uh, looking at systems that way of, like, oh, shit. Some people really can't pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Right, yeah. Or if they don't, Absolutely. I know why. Was there Absolutely. also in? Sp- inspiration because
1: that that might be a a good time to mention uh her mother and an unflinching look at Mm. mental illness Ooh, you you asked if my Grinch heart grew (laughs) uh I don't know if it broke the frame (laughs) uh but it did grow several sizes Uh and which is a good okay so we've covered all the Substance. Everybody in this story has got substance issues. Like right off the top, everybody's an alcoholic and likes the drugs and so on.
0: That's rough. Just with Jeremy's stories of his mm. last two episodes, callback. It's rough. Even getting yeah. to a yeah. manageable baseline. Yeah.
1: So the we'll we'll take the addiction as read and so on. Uh, the next the next thing that can really prevent someone from pulling themselves up by the bootstraps is some mental illness in the for sure in the family and her mom is a great uh i i
0: so is that Andy McDowell uh, Andy McDowell
1: It's hard
2: for me to imagine her real Andy, mother Andy,
1: Was she Andy she's
0: that's
2: cool too that Andy yeah, McDowell and What a weird his dynamic to bring mom. into it but it's i mean cool. it's really cool. she's always so gorgeous and put together mm. and all of right. her right so a great departure for like, her to be I a mess I can't imagine her being a mess and i don't I you know I, I am a doctor Does, is she still sometimes hot, even though a mess
1: sorry uh but whats whatever she is i'm the the tag I would have to put on it would be manic uh, oh, okay. bipolar sure uh where you know uh, uh, just totally unpredictable totally unpredictable she can be present and be a caring person one minute. And then in the next breath, she's uh, she's out the door mm. and she's following the next biker gambler that's gonna take her for a terrible ride. And like, there is a there's a great, uh, you know,'ve been, I've been pretty stern here about the whole addiction thing, like it, it's only an excuse for so long. But that's a whole nother lane. That's a whole nother level of something you can't control. That 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 person can't even help it. Mm-hmm. They can't help that they're a destructive wrecking ball in your life. No, over and over again. They, they just want, can't even help it. And it's not
2: that they want to be a. No one wants to be a negative influence. Right.
1: It, it's it's another. It's just another layer to this story that makes it so good. And the guilt, mm-hmm.
2: the guilt that you have to work through to cut your own fucking flesh and blood out of your life and be like, you know what? I know we're supposed to mean this to each other, but you failed. So, and and
1: she watches her mom take up with guy after guy who is, Hmm. Oh, he's so cool. And he's so this, and he's so great and everything, but they all are treating her bad. Hmm. They're milking her out of all of her money, whatever money she might have. She's constantly being mistreated. Doesn't even realize it. You know, it's just, but she sees it. Uh, Alex, she sees it. She knows what's going on.
0: It's strange. And she has
1: to just say, well, I got my own problems, Mom. May I got my I, daughter to take care of.
2: May I interject something positive at some point here? I'm not going to have the actor's name, but one of the shows that my daughter likes to watch is New Girl.
0: Sure, with Zoe Deschanel. And, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And the the male cast, pretty funny guys, too. It's one of those things that's like, oh, it's like Psych. We've talked about that before, right? Like. Oh. Shows that our kids can laugh at, but we can laugh at too. Because there's some funny shit happening there. And it just goes across generations. And one of the characters, sorry I don't have the name, whatever. uh, But I recognize him from the show because I'd seen it with my daughter. He was speaking to this point where he'd had this toxic dad. Toxic in the sense that he was absent. Mm. Which is one of the, you know... It's almost as bad as being there and being terrible, right? Like, just absentee dad. Mm -hmm. And and trying to come back later in his life and make some kind of meaningful connection to his kid. And this actor, it was a beautiful interview where he described, and he was very candid about, like, you know what? I made it real hard for him. (laughs) You know? And... And the thing that eventually won me over is he keep he kept coming back, mm-hmm. you know, and eating that shit sandwich, and knowing that he fucking ordered it, mm. mm-hmm. and 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 it is possible to redeem yourself hmm. sometimes, yeah, if you have a generous enough, you know, kid on the other side of it. And I've, you know, I I that what's the word that Oprah used? Not resonated with me, but yeah, it, res- it was resonating. It was resonating in that. I had a dad who was always too busy to play catch and whatever else. But when I got to be a young adult and he saw, you know, the effect of always being too busy, Mm. he caught himself mid-age and said, oh, shit. Wow. Wow. This kid needs my time, my attention, and I need to do some things that demonstrate to him that I, I see him, who he is, who what he's interested in, and we're gonna we're gonna go see Prince's studio, even though it's the last place on planet Earth that I want to spend my afternoon. You know, so sometimes this is the flip side of the coin that we're discussing. Some people will never redeem themselves. Paisley They're Park, just not capable of. Yeah, that's right. He went to see Paisley Park with you. <laughs> yes.
1: Get the particular fuck out of here
2: yeah my dad in paisley park is one of my most cherished memories oh my just his discomfort through most of it with prince's fucking nipple tassels fucking g-string outfits you know, on display and pictures of him on it my dad with his you're arms. like taking pictures of all of it and you're like dad dad his arms crossed and just this is his of- g-string from the 1999 <laughs> video yeah kind of Shoulders crossed, Assless arms crossed, kind of Hey, having a good time. Great. Next room. What do you want to do next room? I'm <laughs> ready for the next room. Whatever. You know? Should we uh,
0: leave and get a snack? <laughs> yeah.
2: But he was there for me. And like,
1: all yeah. all Alex knows is people not showing up. People saying, I'll pick you up at six and not there. Yeah. Crickets. Uh, yeah, that's all she knows. That's all she knows.
0: There's something too about loyalty. There has to be I think our impulse like the human impulse is to be loyal to the people who brought you up and to be strong enough to say that your loyalty to yourself is stronger than your loyalty to your family of origin. That's a that's big cojones. Yeah, but also. when it has to be it, it has feels to like be. it's gone it this feels has gone like, far enough.
2: It feels yeah. like you're starting your own family at that point, right? Like you're breaking so many cycles and you're having to set such hard boundaries that you're like our legacy starts with me. Right. I am the example from which future generations will draw. That's, That's nice. sh- what did the shaman call it? Uh, ancestral
1: healing. Ancestral healing, yeah.
0: It's not carrying the burdens stance. forward it's, it's into the to future. To... It's handing everything back on a platter, from whence you came to say. Yeah.
2: I don't know why that deal with your own I think shit. it'd be like made of poop and f- on fire. <laughs> or something.
0: What did Dan say? A yeah. tire fire. Yeah. yeah, this tire fire belongs to you. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it, it is. You're, it, we're starting over. We're a new unit here. we mm-hmm.
0: God, the daily, daily strength it takes to do that, though. Mm-hmm. Unless you live in a completely separate part of the country or something. And even then, it's hard to maintain boundaries. Mm
2: -hmm. And being demeaned by your government and by your country on some level. Like being looked at as less than because you were born on the wrong side of the tracks. Mm. And it is. It's hard for me not to take a class. And I haven't even seen this yet. But I (laughs) I get class outrage by like... Who sets the value on what certain people make and what a life is worth? Mm-hmm. And like, why should some people's life be that hard when other people are deciding what to name their yacht? <laughs> you know, what was
1: that note you wrote out about
2: the, uh,
0: do you guys know what minimum wages in Wisconsin? The government. 15,
2: 725. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. So disappointing.
0: It's real real bad.
2: Well, oh
1: boy. <laughs> easy. Easy. Bucket of cold water. Uh, here comes here comes the bucket of cold water. Um, when you when you raise the minimum wage, though, businesses say, "Well, I guess we need less employees." So Right. Now there's less of you.
0: I am going You know what Dan, though?
1: Cuz they've got to
0: they've got to stay at 750. Afloat.
2: They're still like it's it feels like half of State Street is boarded up right now. Right. So at what point do you say here. if we're if we want to do business the people that we expect to provide the services have to have a fucking living wage. This is the segment. And and, called and, and maybe we that don't means we know shit asking...
0: about macroeconomics. <laughs> that
1: is what this segment is called. Yeah.
0: <laughs> What's it called? We don't know shit about macroeconomics. <gasps> Well, <laughs> but,
2: but, but no, I do feel like I have this much figured out and that it's not that complicated, even though values of real estate and all these things shift and it can get reason, reason, reason how much the people who own the property are asking to, for rent against how much profit a business can make providing their service. Mm-hmm. these are the margins, and then what they're paying the people who provide that service. And if the people at the top who owned the property were able to settle for a little less than what they're Oh my asking, God, are
0: you bringing this back around? It's then, the priorities. Then
2: the people who are providing the service might have a fucking chance at making their ends meet if they have a baby or whatever. You know Why should any job be so devalued Whoa. that you can't m- make a living doing it full time? It's inexcusable. It's unconscionable, really. But it's okay because the people who are making the decisions stand to gain the most. And the laws aren't written for the people that are just fucking scrabbling and born to the addicts and into this cycle of dysfunction. Right, right. Nobody's looking out for them.
0: What I was saying is, sh- you're bringing it back around to the values of Mary Higgs, which is what's best for the land, what's best for the city, what's best for State Street first. Mm-hmm. Should we price things so that no one can buy a store or goes out of business within right. a year?
1: And if you're and if you're not paying people enough, then who wins? They won't. They won't work. <laughs> um I wanted to uh, I wanted to bring this around.
0: That's a good word
1: to uh you
0: Yeah, let's talk about me finally. You bring were, it around to me. Uh, moi.
1: You were talking about the the aid, the assistance. Um but there's also a there's also something pulling on me here. Hmm. About Well, there's no other way to do it except to just do it. Lay it um, out. So here's a theory. Your... We we talked about this after band the other night. Mm. Um, I think you were gone. But
0: Yeah, I left early, I think.
1: This somehow, my God, must have been a great practice because this came up. Mm. Uh, this whole business of... having children and deciding that there's going to be a stay-at-home parent Mm. and that is a really big financial, uh, you're dealing yourself like two strikes right there uh, financially Um, and that the world is not geared for that. The world.
2: You're doing what's good for your kids.
1: S- such as it is, is very expensive and is sort of designed for, if you have kids, it's sort of designed for two incomes mm-hmm. and daycare. Mm-hmm. And uh, so here's here's where I'm, I'm coming from here. So uh, we have some kids. <laughs> We've had a few kids over the years. Um, and uh, when we... You know, back in Ought One, when we had our first kid, um, we got faced with all this. And Lori, uh, over the years, has done a, uh, all uh, all manner of staying home, working, a hybrid of the two. She's done all sorts of things, while I've just worked the whole time. Huh. And... uh I might be wrong. Unlikely, but I might be wrong. But I think our generation, uh, born in 73 or so, Mm -hmm. class of 91 or so. Same.
0: 96. 96.
1: 96. 96, We might be the first generation that got the. Let's see. My folks might call it women's lib. Yeah. Uh, We might call it uh, the first generation of sort of equal opportunity. Yeah. From day one. From like when we went to kindergarten.
2: Combined with inflation and the price of living and, you know, things going up to the point that... One well, income made it almost impossible to have a family or do that. You true, you weren't true, sustaining true. ten fucking kids, and that is a confluence. of control and you
1: know, that's a confluence of a lot of things. Right, but I think we might be the first generation within a few minutes or so, to where the little girls got the message, just like the little boys did, that the little girls next to you in kindergarten can do anything. They will have careers. And teacher can be ast- nurse
0: or nun. Mostly, they, they can be a teacher,
1: a nurse, or a nun. That's right. That's that's pretty good. Um, <laughs>
2: secretary.
1: We might be the first. <laughs> that's right. Gen- I forgot. Secretary. Yeah, if you really reach,
0: <laughs>
1: we might be the first generation that heard that women can be astronauts. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Whatever, the limits got taken off, and we got to hear that from the mm-hmm. crib. Whereas before us, it was very much nun, secretary, nurse. Housewife, 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 Or a housewife. Betty Draper. Those are the things you can be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So then you you hear that message your whole life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, and as you said, that, that was a good catch. At the same time that our economy and the cost of living rose to such a level that you kind of need two incomes to have a family. It's sort of – and we're not economists, clearly – uh, but then, so you, you live that, you go to college, right? hmm You get your degree.
0: That's the promise.
1: You start your career. Yes. And then your biology. It's a golden ticket. Kicks in. hmm You have a child. Right. And this is, now, I, I don't want to, I don't want to speak for anyone else except our own experience here. hmm Uh, that we... That we went through with this.
2: I speak on behalf of the Jews. And
1: the the way that I have tried to deal with this ever since we got married started having kids and stuff is that that's the message we got our whole lives. Mm -hmm. But what is forgotten in that message is biology. Mm. And that when... Speaking for us Lori had a a Graduated With a double major Mm -hmm. Biochemistry Molecular biology Got a job immediately At Abbott Labs in North Chicago
2: And you were playing video games And
1: I was a fucking jackass (laughs) That needed to get his Needed to find myself And Lori's Mm -hmm. dad was like Does he need a flashlight Then he'll find himself (laughs) Maybe the funniest joke he's ever had (laughs) Um, she was doing
2: the flashlight was for you to find yourself
1: yes, yes. <laughs> he's pretty literal with his jokes um, and but when we had our first baby it short circuited and dumped mm-hmm. it dumped all of that indoctrination if if I could call it that yeah it dumped all of that into a onto the tire fire yeah, before we could even understand what was happening, Yeah. that biology and millennia of being human mm-hmm. collided with that message. And once we had a baby, that's where Lori wanted to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I would replace wanted with needed.
1: I've worked hard for this. What's that?
0: Replace wanted with needed. She needed n- to be. She needed to be, right?
2: But she wouldn't have needed to be there if Dan wouldn't have been able to be in a position where he could provide it.
1: Okay, but
0: mm.
2: that's where. Mm. Let me the, because try to an make econo- some sense. There's of this. an economic need that overrides whatever we feel we need, right? But there's I that. I
0: ignored the economic need
2: because, in a part, you were, because in a sense, I had a safety not to push, net. Yeah, not not to push too hard, but because you were able to. Because I had a safety right. net. That's right. Right. Yeah. So that's where that's
1: something that the maid makes you confront. Hmm. is well, in a, in, a, in a way it does. Uh, and I saw it happen mm-hmm. to a electrifying professional who had a baby, first of many, and all of the... Rhetoric of the whole of her whole life, just crashed into a wall, and and all that mattered was little baby Xavier.
0: What did she? What was? And her- that's tough.
1: That's really. Uh, it's it's uh, it's it's almost uh. Was it jarring? Well, it's jarring, but I. It's almost uh. It's almost a little sinister, almost. Hmm. To was- program a message. That ignores the the
2: fact that babies are really important. You know, I, w- right. yeah, I was married to a... Children are really important. I was married to a yeah. sociologist for a long time who talked about if you step outside the United States, you see what, and I'm going to use the word, humane, how much more humane policies were around just maternity leave, not just mm-hmm. for the wife, but for the husband too, the father, mm-hmm. the mother and the father. You have a baby... It's an enormous life changing event. Oh, it's a that you know nuclear bomb goes off in your life. Yeah, you don't You, you want, never recover. You don't well you do but also but also you don't want to miss it. The true, preciousness true of that and the, the sacredness of like this is the genesis of a family mm-hmm. and you know the priority and the precedence of that being put above your jab mm-hmm. and don't worry we'll cover this while you tend to the greater good that's clear and and you know those kind of values and priorities i don't know why it has to exist in scandinavian countries only
0: Canada too has a really or, good maternity, or, it's like a year or, I or think.
2: other places. But that's this is just one of those little facts that the uneducated don't take into consideration when they're thumping the fuck out of their chest, burning diesel fuel, and flying their American flag, saying "Fucking USA," <laughs> and you know, greatest country ever. And you know, all right, how do we treat parents of new children? after they've had babies. Well, and where are our priorities really? You say you love family, but what are you doing to support families and put them in a position to provide the most critical of all resource which is their time and attention. Mhm. So which leads to
1: uh, we touched on daycare. You were you were dutifully Calculating the costs of daycare versus right. your wages, mm-hmm. and uh, so the sort of program, if you will, is that you're supposed to both work. You're so, you,
0: that's the formula. So yeah. you have a
1: you have babies, and what are you supposed to do? Well, if you you're don't, s-
2: like Chris said earlier, if you don't want to be facing debt, that's what yeah,
1: you do. S- the template is you're supposed yeah. to both work, pay for daycare. And be a parent, you know, after five. Right. And and uh, maybe
0: work split shifts, if not, where you don't see your partner at all.
1: And so once you do that math and you say, fuck it, we come out we only come out fifty dollars a month less if you just stay,
0: stay home. home. Yeah.
1: And we just
2: And and you know when you're look, when you're I'm sorry to interrupt, Dan. I'll try and make it brief. But when you're making something as personal as a child with someone how do we calculate the the price you put on having someone else raise them? Well, yeah,
1: right. That you're, you know, to warehouse your your baby, you and go. you're supposed to be okay with that. Just like
2: I, I not drop to degrade off, these professionals and what they do, but you do have to look, don't you, at the I'd, salary and the economics and the qualifications and be like, look, I'm I'm gonna I'm not satisfied with that. It's a I can do better. If we can do better, I want to do better.
1: What do you, what do you make of that scenario that I laid out there? That are you well, you Which, stayed home with your kids, but this
2: actions th- speak louder.
1: That this idea that you're supposed to be perfectly fine with keeping a job, mm-hmm. shelling out all this money that it's almost as much as your income is, your mm-hmm. that second income, just to warehouse the kids so you can do the job. Miss all of their life. Right. And that's just, by and large, how things kind of go
2: I feel like that's almost... I'm sorry, sorry.
0: I think that um, it's individual. Uh Some motherly or fatherly instincts are stronger than others. Some people are passionate about their work and they're happy to go back to work after six or eight weeks. They don't Mm want to breastfeed. Because, like, pumping is part of it. Oh. Pumping is gross and like sitting in some kind of sterile room or a closet or a bathroom and just like right. milking your every boobs.
1: workplace kind of has this place like, yeah, we set up this room for new mothers, and it's like, oh, it's great, it's not
0: always great. Yeah, it's the and it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And if you do have a strong motherly instinct, well, I mean, I started off, I had 12 weeks of maternity leave and then went back to work. I think I was working. Mm, I want to say 32 hours a week at that point point. and after about a month and a half of dropping my son off with my mom I was lucky that she was young enough to take care of him but then the day was eight and a half hours so I was away from him for nine hours maybe nine hours a day nine and a half with the drive I was like I'm not doing this I'm just not. I can't be away from him for that long. Like you said. I worth it. I'm missing his life. Yeah. I'm missing the whole thing. My stupid job. Like, putting my milk into a what bottle. What were you doing? What was your job even? It was so dumb. It was just working as a receptionist, basically, mm-hmm. for UW Health. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I said I need to restructure my life completely so that I can be face-to-face, body-to-body with this little person, I mean, it, was, it just was non-negotiable. Yeah. So I it sounds a lot like kind of parallel to that experience. But I know that there are some women who really, their work is who they are. Mm-hmm. And having a kid doesn't... Just like some dudes. Yeah, men too. And having a kid doesn't... It's maybe a part of their life path, but it's not a spiritual experience that upends everything and changes the entire direction of their their life and so the idea of like for instance i have a friend who is an absolutely wonderful mother and she we
1: got into this after band a little bit
0: decided to to have daycare as an option i say i want to say they were within the first six months of life Mm -hmm. i think or was there nannying in there between Right, right, that's why I'm looking at you. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> How old were they when I started manning them? Yeah. Three months, I want to say. Till? Uh, there was a few month period there. So I, I wasn't yeah, there all Yeah, maybe long. a
0: year or so?
2: Less than a year, I would say. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I'm not great with
0: So time. like these precious tender years, we'll say. Mm-hmm. The choice is you take care of them yourself. If you have family in town, give them to family. Or to a trusted friend who's considered family, who you still need to pay, or to what do you call it—a warehouse? Yeah, uh, <laughs> where there's warehousing. Cribs. You walk into the crib room, and there's like twelve cribs in the baby room, and yeah, uh, I think the system is not ideal because it, it does involve for those people that do have that instinct and that impulse of being there. I feel like that should be listened to. And because it does those, um, even if you like choose not to breastfeed or any of that sort of first connection, feeling safe, feeling like your needs are responded to, that's sort of critical for mental health later on in life. Mm -hmm. If you don't get that early on, then there's problems later. So I don't know if we're sort of building... A generation of people who have mental health issues. Generations. Yeah, I don't know. Because
1: we're into this pretty far now.
0: What the long-term effects of that are. And I'm not saying that being there... Like, for instance, I was great with this model for my first two. After Esme was born, then I started feeling, after she was two, I need to get out into the adult world now. I'm sort of losing my mind a little bit, trying to Mm -hmm. stay at home. So... The, my first two maybe waited till they were three or four before we pulled in extra help, but with her it was age two. So, I mean, it can look different as you mm-hmm. build it, and grow oh, it your morphs. family, yeah, It morphs, but I really think it's dangerous. And I think I would use that word probably to ignore those biological needs because they're there yeah. for a reason. And our culture should be more like, Scandinavian countries and Canada and all these other places. It's that like are... a more
2: evolved perspective. Of yeah, like our, it is we're, more evolved. We're, we're, we're still getting our business done. What our does progress is, look like? Our, our economy is healthy, but we also are humane in our policy.
0: Right. And I think, at least for my mom's generation, there was a privilege to equal rights. If a woman wants to enter the workforce... By all means, she yeah, can. if you want
2: to join this fucking heartless shit show uh, well, on it's equal not, terms. It's, it's uh, not there's all that,
0: heartless, but... But you know what I that mean? That was like, hard hey, work. Hey, come
2: and, Well, yeah. It
0: was hard work to get women to that point where they h- had the freedoms to be able to say, we can work eight hours a day. We can work, make a profession, make a career.
1: Do anything a man can do. Do
0: anything our hearts desires. But yes, the question then is... What about these kids then? These babies that What about perpetuating spent, the species? You know, only millions of years sort of bonding for the first hmm, twelve, thirteen years maybe before, you know, entering an age where they could go hunt for themselves or whatever.
1: Yeah, the uh you know, and I I don't want to sit here and you know, please don't misunderstand out there. I'm not sitting here judging people that put kids in daycare. We did it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it evolved. Like, you know, it. everyone, all four of our kids have experienced the stay home lorry, mm-hmm. but they've also experienced some sort of hybrid version of it. Yeah. They've all, it's a, and you, uh, when they start school, when you're balancing your checkbook, you're like, you know, <laughs> Sixteen more months, <laughs> and then September of that year, Hallelujah!
0: Free childcare they off.
1: The free childcare kicks in, mm-hmm. and we've got one off the books. Like, it's just—I don't know where the point is in all that, except
0: it's broken. It's a—it's
1: a—it's a weird and kind of broken system. Yeah. And now we—we we made that choice, and you did, and you did, and didn't uh didn't flinch i said you know however Mm -hmm. you want to put it like that's what we chose to do and it speaks to so and i guess these are the kind of thoughts you have when you're watching made (laughs) is here, and here comes Mary Higgs. She's going to put her, oh my God, she's going to put her cane down and she's <laughs> going to grab this mic out of my Mom! She's okay, okay. She's going to grab this mic and she's going to say, that's why you get married first and you get yourself sorted out before you start having babies. <laughs> and, it, and like so many things, that, like so many things that she comes in here and puts her cane down and says, mm-hmm. there's an, inarguable truth to a lot of what she's saying. Well,
2: here. yeah, the voice of It the majority, doesn't fit one more, voice. Hold the, on. All right.
1: It doesn't fit with modern sensibility. It does not play well. It can be seen as uh backward retrograde insensitive. But it's kind of true though, too.
2: Well, unfortunately it's I mean, kind of true really quickly, too. It, really quickly. That was, my, that we, that was what I wanted to get If we may tie it back to how Mary, whether she got this from Dick, whether she arrived at it on her own, when she looked at the prospect of transferring the property and said, no bidding war. And what was the other rule? No realtors, and no, no realtor. bidding war. No salesperson, no bidding war. And she knew how to manage the stress around that and just... Do what was right, even if it wasn't conventional mm-hmm. or whatever was how they did things these days. And and in raising children, I thought I'm going to try and tie this back to a signature. And like you are the author in some in some ways of your children's childhood. Indeed, as their parent. Indeed, And the amount of time that you either have to or choose to farm that out or get, you know, assistance with that so that you can look ahead, you know, and just keep a career going that'll allow you to fucking retire someday and maybe help this kid pay for college and all of the other compromises that you're looking at making. But like. Part of what made me not feel totally irresponsible being home with my kids was i signed on to be a father and for better and worse, when they were raised and out, I would have been able to sign that carefully and say, that's my work, I did this. And although they're their own people, my mark, my fingerprints are all over them mm-hmm. <laughs> and When they do things well in a certain way, I can reflect, I can reflect proudly on it because I remember steering Mm -hmm. or introducing the thing that put them on the path to that or this or that, that make it meaningful, you know, that make that worthwhile.
0: I think, I think that marriage is not a bad idea. It's a great idea. But if it's unhappy and miserable and Mm -hmm. keeping you linked to the like the maid's dysfunctional relations that are kind of buzzing around her. If marriage is somehow embodying that, you have to also have a society that allows you the freedom to leave without being destitute, Mm -hmm. which is not true for people like her. It wouldn't have been true. I'm in a different scenario because I have the family safety net. But mm-hmm. for a lot of people... There you go. Family. Mar- marriage is a necessity, whether it's abusive or whether it's dysfunctional or whether it's just unhappy mm-hmm. or... I mean, any number of, of things can, can make for a a bad system of marriage. And our society... Sorry, Mary. Doesn't always... A- allow for like an People ease. People to
2: grow out of it, or for things to change. Like the rigidness of, yeah, make sure this is in place, but then stay forever. Mm-hmm. You, you know, have to be
0: able to like, look for something better and somehow be supported in that journey. But we're not there yet. Maybe we will be. Maybe like number one, make sure women can seek work outside the home. Mm-hmm. Check. Number two,
2: how can how can make women sure look to better themselves if they have children too, and and still be able to be parents too? You know, like that balance. There's no roadmap for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Say that again. Oh, the
1: worst cliche ever: work-life balance.
2: Well, work-life balance is gross. But if you have been, you've been putting in all this unpaid labor of raising the child and being a, a parent. And and that doesn't qualify you, or that uh, handling that responsibility doesn't mean as much on a resume, right. To moving on as fucking retail manager of Goodwill or wherever else, like mm. you're looking to move into, and you're like, all right, I was responsible for some young human lives, right? What's valuable? And they're healthy and well now. Mm-hmm. And do I not pass the bar for running your shop? Or right. peddling your goods, yeah. or whatever it is that you're expecting now. Like the br- there's got to be a bridge that allows people to say, like, well, "Hey, I was out of the market, but I've proven I got merit." And their names are this, that, and the other. They're this old, and this, I don't and and I loved them and cared for them and been res- a responsible parent. And just don't make me don't make me g- call up any more references. You know.
1: Yeah, that's a that plays into the the wage gap that came up a while back. Is you leave the workforce, mm-hmm. and it's just a lot of a lot of making as much as the person next to you is never leaving, as long as you stay in your work, your field, however gratifying or just drudgery it might be. Just staying in is a big part of your wages rising, right? And when you leave for two. Five, seven, nine years—you miss all those raises in there, yeah. and then when you do come back to whatever field it might be, or
2: try a new one, yeah, or whatever. You can Be the greatest fucking parent in the world, but you're not getting raises. Yeah, you've missed every seven, year. nine years of getting the raises. Your That's success a- and your reward is just continued growth, and you know the miracle of seeing life unfold and yeah. helping guide it to great the next level of maturity and like that's not complex Well, if you're invested that doesn't require a level of maturity and leadership and And responsibility that like should in any sensible society kind of stand as work experience for sure
1: any number. that's a really interesting question we might have to ask our scandinavian friend any number of bullshit mm, what, Friends. Were,
0: what was the conversation like after band practice and
1: and at the same time when you say like all that the time that is spent raising children and so on and the wages you miss out on and and
2: the references, does you're not piling up
1: so but does that need to have financial compensation with it or is that just its own compensation? well are some things just why should it bigger than be a, money
2: Well some things are bigger than it's money more and that's important why, and that's why Mary Higgs didn't sell the farm to the top bidder
0: yes yes
2: and and you know it's I think not, it should
0: be compensated
2: well. If it shouldn't be compensated, then it shouldn't at least be dismissed. I guess I'm not saying it is. should
1: or shouldn't be. Like no, I'm I, I 100.
0: I'm it saying it that's how we looked at it. <laughs>
1: was it is what it is, man, and this is important to us. Well, so it this is, is what this is what we're gonna do. It is, and it's it, gonna it, change everything, and. If, if f- it's we'll a single, it par-
0: if it's a single parent household, but then
1: you have a single parent household like the me,
0: they should be compensated for their work and their mm. time raising their kids. Mm. Absolutely. Well, and if it's a double parent household, whoever stays home should be compensated. But Chris, for their, w- it's work.
2: I'll point. It's hard work. I'll point this out, and I'd be curious, yeah. to, curious to hear how you would respond. One of the things that's different from Chris's parenting experience, from Dan and mine, is that. Dan and I were, from the get-go, sort of had this working-class mentality where, well, school is free, you're going to go to the free school. Mm -hmm. That's what you're going to do. And you came from a background of professional educators and people who were liberal thinking enough. I don't know if it's a class thing or if it's an experience thing or both, but they were like, there's a better way. And although it's more expensive, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and Dan, you made a decision at one point where you were like, you know what, this school that my kids are in is not good enough, and we could move a half an hour outside of town. Yeah, things went a little sideways at you our. We were homeschooling
0: school. for a little bit. Yeah,
1: maybe we pulled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. we pulled the kids out, and Lori homeschooled them for a time. So you're that.
2: so you're both. You're both, uh, you, your experience operates kind of outside the norm, and that you weren't just satisfied with what was being provided and were willing to accept whatever, you know, the, the drawbacks of moving to Deerfield mm-hmm. and not being a Madisonian anymore and entree to all of the things that living there mm. provided or the fucking debt and the ticket that was attached to the Waldorf schools and I didn't else. pay
0: for that that was grandma
2: yeah but the wage of having someone else pick up the ticket for something that you can't provide for your kid I think there's always a price to pay for bucking the system and going against the grain is kind of what we're, what I'm, what I'm trying to circle back to with what he was talking about with the maid. And that the
0: the cost would be greater if we had kept, kept, kept them in a place where you could see their inner light going out. Because Mm. I remember having, that was like the first time I met you, I think having that conversation of like whatever this current environment is, this teacher, this classroom This school, that sort of spark that makes your kid them, if you see that starting to go out, there's not really any other choice other than, like, we got to do something different, even if it's.
2: That's a rather sort of spiritual, poetic read on a process that to a lot of other people, I think, is just like, well, it's what we've got. This is the option. True, for you know? some people
0: that is what they have and that's what they got. And there's all kinds of resiliencies yeah. that are built through that and those kids will go to therapy later in life and <laughs> they'll probably, you know, come you out know? fine. <laughs> uh, like 90% of why I put my kids in a Waldorfy progressive school in the first You know, kindergarten, first grade, for Braden, it was second grade, was my own experiences of school and how I felt totally disconnected and like the trajectory of mental health issues that I had and my entire family sort of echoed. I was, it was that made thing of like, well, this stops here with me. How can I make something different for them and like sort of try to eliminate the baggage that they're starting off with so that they can at least enter into public school with a good grasp of their own individuality and bonding, which I think it's that's, it's gone pretty well.
2: That's what you pay for.
0: I think that the the whole construct, because of all the progress made for women's rights and all of that, the whole construct of concept I guess of maternity leave is you leave your career to be a mom what I think it probably should be flipped like maternity leave should be you leave being a mom to go have a profession mom
2: oh. should be elevated above job
0: ideally sure Mary Higgs would say the family unit is, like, the most important thing. Mm -hmm. No, I mean,
2: that's and that's part of my frustration of, like, why isn't my record of raising humans to health and wellness up to a certain age not make me as qualified to be a manager of your fucking store? I think it depends on where you go. retail experience or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, Like obviously, this responsibility is much greater than anything you're dealing with over here. Mm -hmm. That... Just hire me and say welcome aboard. Right. uh, You've you paid your dues, obviously, and your priorities in the right place. Not so much.
0: Some of them, I feel like schools will.
2: I think we. uh, I think all we did here was just generate more questions than answers. I know, really,
0: we did. That's
2: a good conversation, I'd say. That's a success uh, almost. I'm confused. Good night. (laughs) They spot me while I play, I supply enthusiasm, aimed at your end. Different scandal flow for one tap into a bobbin' head. Any signal coming back on the same metaphor, it frequency, wavelength. How's the reception connection? Don't flip the dial, That's us hit commercial, Here's commercial free. Only thing for sale up here is me and my CD. Feel free to catch up on old times at the top of your lungs. Got a mic and I can turn it up, but I can't turn you down. Got a mic, what I need to new remote, I'm on it, click. Point, click, flip around for a little more Appreciation from no crop participation Would it be too much entirely Do expect a little respect? Would it be too much entirely what if what they say is true? Less is more, more, more is what I'm more. telling you